0: Welcome to the Lead with Indeed podcast, where we chat with the experts in employer branding, recruiting, HR, and much, much more. We'll hear how and why they do what they do and expand our knowledge of how they're driving results in today's world of work. I'm Brian Chaney, Director of Employer Brand at Indeed. On today's show, Chrissy Thornhill, Senior Manager, Global Recruitment Marketing at Salesforce. She's worked in corporate communication and recruiting roles, and today works as the Senior Manager of Global Recruitment Marketing at Salesforce. With so much uncertainty in the labor market, the landscape for attracting talent to your company has changed and keeps changing. And it's important that we share thoughts and insights to solve these challenges together. With that in mind, I spoke with Chrissy about the appropriate tone of voice for employer brand content during a crisis why having strong executive leadership creates a company culture that employees love to talk about, and how empowering recruiters to also be marketers can help them attract both passive and active candidates while building their personal brand. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Lead with Indeed podcast. I am so excited to welcome a friend of mine, somebody I've known for several years. I first heard her speak in San Francisco and I've watched her career path for a long time. And uh, somebody that I admire. I am so excited to welcome Chrissy Thornhill. Chrissy, welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: A lot of people think about what a company um, like Salesforce is doing Um, during the pandemic, um, during this year especially, but your specific role. Tell us a little bit more about that for those of you listening who might not know you.
1: Right, so I've been at Salesforce for about five and a half years now. And uh, my role has shifted all over employer brand and recruitment marketing. But one thing that has stayed with me constantly is overseeing our social media channels. And as you can imagine, the last several months, Have been wild Uh, for everyone for so many reasons. Uh, For social media, it's it's been crazy.
0: Yeah, I can totally appreciate that. I know my team has gone through some of that. um, Working in alignment with the corporate social media team, Um, I feel like a lot of walls have kind of come down, and there's a lot of conversations happening now that might not have been happening before. But for for your team, what? have you done to shift the tone of your social media content over the last few months? How has that process gone for y'all?
1: The process has been ever evolving. But one of the things that struck me so interesting, and I kind of had this aha moment, we were starting as a company to really pivot our social strategy. I started noticing that the marketing teams all over the globe and our recruiting content and communications team, and the the things that I was tweeting about or putting out on social, we were all talking about the same thing, and and everyone was putting out content about working remotely, managing people remotely, uh, how to represent yourself visually, you know, in this new virtual world, working right. at home with parents, and it was it was. Uh, it was this really amazing opportunity where all of these marketing teams, we just kind of came together. And we even had some pieces that got translated from our recruiting team that went on the corporate marketing blog in LATAM and, you know, just all of this cross collaboration. And there's been some really, really uh, powerful partnerships that have been developed throughout that.
0: That's very cool. Was there... Any piece of content that surprised you that maybe originated on the corporate side um, that ended up being a great piece of employer branding or recruitment marketing content on social or vice versa? Was there anything that kind of surprised y'all?
1: I think immediately what comes to mind is it is kind of all of a sudden it felt like corporate marketing had this big aha moment of how important employer brand is because all of a sudden they were, uh, running series and blog series and, uh, highlighting executive leadership quotes and all of these things that just really represented who Salesforce is as an employer. Mm -hmm. Not to say that they weren't doing that in the past, but It it was it was just this really, really big moment where I noticed I just felt like some light bulbs went off. It's how how we're marketing our company and how we're treating our employees through this pandemic is is really critical to the success of Salesforce.
0: In a previous podcast, we talked about how employer brand is front page news. It's now how companies are treating employees is the story. That's the headline that people are wanting to talk about. That's a big shift, right? Um, How have you partnered with all the global um, stakeholders internally during that shift, right? More communication, more talking with corporate marketing. Um, When you think about all the different time zones and countries and headlines that might be making the news that may or may not be relevant, like how have you managed that communication over the past several months?
1: Um, I'm going to answer that, but let me start with a story. And that is the story of how I feel like I listened to COVID sweep the world through my teammates that were located around the world. So I remember the first the first teammate that started talking about, "Hey, it's it's really impacting us," was in Japan. She uh, she was in our Tokyo office. And she was just telling me, Chrissy. You know, I, I think we should probably pause our ads uh, that we have running in Japan, or maybe just cool it. Be sensitive about what we're putting out there because it's it's a lot of people are scared, and you know, it's just it's it's uh, it's just a really sensitive time for us right now. And then it was probably a few weeks later, and one of my teammates in Dublin started saying kind of the same thing and you know I'm in the United States and I'm taking it pretty seriously but I'm like okay this is coming and then it was my teammate in Amsterdam and then it hit the states and it became so apparent to me that in the in the world of social media especially You need to be hyper aware of what is happening around the globe and where you're doing your marketing and your branding and driving lead generation and uh, uh, the tone and voice that you're using if you are posting in social media. You need to be hyper aware of what's going on because it wasn't until it hit the United States Where, and I had that moment where I'm like, okay, this is what my teammate in Tokyo was talking about. Okay, no more exclamation points, no more party emojis, you know, on the social tweets, no more big group photos of things.
0: And I think that's a good lesson for everybody really is that mindfulness to think about everything from a boots on the ground scenario. What is life like living there? It's always a challenge working globally. And a lot of those, a lot of those things, you have to find your sources of inspiration from all these different places. When, when you think about a company like Salesforce and you ask people who they look to for inspiration when it comes to, um, when it comes to social, when it comes to employer brand content, and those types of things, how the company's represented, Salesforce is actually one that comes up a lot. But I'm curious who do you look to for inspiration? Where do you find it?
1: I do want to mention Twitter because Twitter uh, equality, diversity inclusion channels are just blowing my mind right now. I just think they are doing brilliant, brilliant work there. They went ahead and and ran with their pride campaign, but they moved in a lot. Uh, They interwove and kind of cross promoted between their Twitter channels. This is Twitter on Twitter. The way that they interwove it was um, really, really impactful. And we did end up running our, our uh, pride campaign. And we, we, we did take some inspiration from that.
0: A lot of what you do based on my knowledge and past conversations we've had you empower a lot of your recruiting teams right you have to actually have an active group of you know talent acquisition talent attraction sourcers recruiters all the all these things this team of people who's willing to take these stories and put them out there into the world and share them with the people that they identify how um how do you how do you overcome blockers, right? So occasionally you'll have people who either won't share content or people who go off book and you know want to share completely different content. How do you work with that? How do you partner with your recruiting teams?
1: You know, I would say I would say the biggest blocker is just the recruiters having time. You know, time to give their social profiles love and and You know, I noticed that sometimes sharing content on the social channels like kind of gets deprioritized because they're so busy, you know, filling recs and and doing all the things that recruiters do. So uh, hosting quarterly sessions uh, for all of the worldwide recruiting team on how to use the resources and the tools that we have available to be able to find content, to make it easy for them to share, to understand why it's so important and how it can make such an impact and show the drive of brand awareness that they're able to create compared to what our social channel, you know, can create to just open their eyes. And so one of the things that we've done in the past that pretty sure I'm about to implement again because I'm noticing we're falling off the the rocket a little bit again, uh, is ensuring that all uh, members of the recruiting team uh, take a training course within their first 90 days at Salesforce on recruitment marketing and uh, how to be a recruitment marketer because we're all marketers
0: some recruiters will get excited and they'll start sharing content and they might get some engagement, they might not, but seeing the actual traction, what's happened, what's converted, how is that turned into applicants potentially or at least, you know, long-term conversations. So I th- I do think it is not only you know, when a recruiter first started, first starts, like you said, within the first 90 days, but also ongoing. And just saying, how can we keep feeding this machine so that you understand the value of it? Because you are helping the company, but you're also helping your personal brand and you're putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. and you're positioning yourself as a knowledgeable person within the industry and i think that part is is really valuable to recruiters and sourcers
1: i like to tell stories that kind of help paint paint the picture so one in particular that stands out to me is is a recruiter uh, who who's always sharing content. And a lot of time it's content she's creating on her own. Like maybe it's just a cool picture of the office or something fun that happened that day. She gets so much engagement and she had connected with a candidate and, you know, it didn't, didn't end up working out like stars didn't align, but they were connected on, on LinkedIn. And, uh, about a year later he, he came to her and he said, okay, I'm ready to make a move. And, you know, I've seen from all your LinkedIn posts for the last year, what an amazing place it is to work. And, and I want to talk to you. Like, I think Salesforce is where I want to go. And he got hired. And that's a perfect example of maybe you don't see the like instant gratification immediately, but just because she was sharing content, little known to her that he was, He was watching it, you know, and, and he was getting more and more and more interested until he just said, I don't even want to work anywhere else. I just want to come to Salesforce. Is that offer that you had to me a year ago still stand?
0: Um, There's a lot of things going on in the world right now. And the phrase doom scrolling, I don't know why, uh, but it's a thing. And, and I, I, I want to focus on something that makes you happy. So do you, what's, what's making you happy lately?
1: I am like employer brand, social media nerd, okay? And uh, we have some recruiters that are kind of stepping into our world to do some stretch projects uh, because hiring is obviously... Not full throttle, you know, like it normally is. And so they're having an opportunity to kind of dig into other areas of the company that they're interested in. And so I have a recruiter who is doing a stretch project with me. And I just, she, she, I gave her an assignment of content calendar for our social channels and, and trying of uh, fun things, you know, like just fun, creative things to have on our social channels. And it's just, I love having fresh new eyes and people who are super, super green like come into our space because she had this idea that I would have never thought of, and I've been in this space for like 12 years, and then we started riffing off of it, and I am so jazzed and excited about her idea. It's just seeing someone start to get excited about our world you know, and they don't know much about our world. And then they have that moment where they realize I did have a good idea. And this, you know, veteran or whatever in the space loves my idea. And it's really exciting to see people get excited about recruitment marketing and employer brand.
0: I do think it's important to focus on the things that make you happy. And right now, um, having this chat with you and geeking out over uh, recruitment marketing and employer branding is making me happy. Thank you so much. Is there anything that you would share that I didn't ask you about?
1: And you know, what? I will add this. There's one thing we didn't touch on, Brian, that I love about being employer brand and recruitment marketing. And I've been doing it since 2000 and 2007. So a long time. Um, you know, it's still a fairly new space, but Just you're able to just try things and fail and nobody knows because it's new and nobody (laughs) does it, you know, so nobody has to know that you messed up that one thing or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, But now there's so many people that are that are in this space that I'm also able to learn from definitely you being one of them. Uh, And there's just more and more. And I mean, heck, we have podcasts now, you know, about the work that we do. And I I think that that's been fun, too, is I used to feel alone, you know, like it was just me out there flying solo. But now it's just a big band of people that that are learning from one another. And it's pretty awesome.
0: I love that. I love our, our community of, mm-hmm. uh, of employer brand and recruitment marketing practitioners where we are, you know, one of the, one of the earlier ones. And, mm-hmm. and I love seeing what the fresh minds bring to our space. So yeah, me um, too. always always looking to you for some of that inspiration. And I really appreciate your time today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks, Chrissy. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks. Bye. I'm Brian Chaney. My thanks to our guest, Chrissy Thornhill, and a big thanks to you for listening. I think there were some key takeaways for us all there. Take care of your teams and colleagues as we navigate through these uncharted waters. Look for inspiration in other brands and train your recruiters to be marketers to create an engaged employer brand army. Subscribe to Lead with Indeed for more content episodes and to meet more independent thinkers and doers from the evolving world of employer brand. Up next, Alex Hur of Informatica. Want more content? Of course you do. Find more content, videos, and articles about the world of recruiting at indeed.com lead.